This is Detroit Talk City. Welcome to Detroit Talk City, the refuge for KISS Army deserters, defectors, and draft dodgers. I'm your host, Scott Malone. With me is my co-host, the luscious and curvaceous Chris Cook. (laughs) Well, thank you, Scott. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's been a little while. It's been a while. Uh, Yeah, we we missed missed an episode. We did. Yeah. Uh, No, I mean, who cares? Yeah, it doesn't doesn't give a shit yeah. especially with this fucking album we're talking about this week oh man yeah this is this is some real who gives a shit territory that album of course being 2012's uh, kiss album monster before we delve into any of that or what's going on in our lives i'd like to throw out our social media it you can find us on twitter and instagram at detroit talk city we are detroit talk city pod at gmail.com we've got a facebook group detroit talk city Dot com is our website, so go and check all of that out if you have nothing in your life. Uh, <laughs> if you have questions to us, what we'll, oh, why right. we are doing this nah. with our lives, or nah. if maybe there's albums you want us to cover sooner. Hey, that's a good idea. Yeah. Throw out requests. Maybe that's something that we should have come up with like earlier than this in the run, is, like, is actual ways for people to engage. Or reasons for people to engage. Yeah. As opposed to just like, hey, look at nothing. <laughs> yeah, or being like, great album. Yeah. <laughs> lots like, lots of good stuff. Yeah. I remember uh, this, yeah. or I went and saw Kiss once. I had that record. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I had that poster on my wall. Yeah, or mm-hmm. Peter Chris is one of my favorite solo performers. Peter Chris, number one. Uh, Best drummer in the world. Easy thing, great song. Yeah. I think I think I'm just reading from your dream journal now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty close on. Mm-hmm. It's just me writing Peter Chris's name over and over and over and over. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. You think that you're like writing like meaningful thoughts, and it's like in The Shining, and I just like open up your diary, and it's just Peter Chris scrawled over and over and over again. Like, uh, Chris, I think we should talk. It's Peter Chris. <laughs> it's Peter Chris Cook. It always has been. Well, how are you, my friend? Oh, it has been a little while. It has been a little while. Uh, you know, it's the same old song and dance. We're still in the midst of a cold-ass winter here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And we just had another dump of snow. An insane amount of snow yesterday. Um, driving conditions in the city were insane yes they were and you being the the ultra insane man uh decided to not only uh get through town but then drive all the way to calgary yeah 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 well it's audition season for uh film and tv work here in alberta and all of the work in alberta is in calgary so this was the second time this week i drove down down and back twice this week for auditions Mm -hmm. and i i've never seen that many semi-trailers jackknifed in the ditch just yeah. and there was there was a section on the highway this is very alberta centric from but edmonton to where was it it was almost airdrie yeah it was edmonton to airdrie they had a no tow rule on so like tow tow truck companies weren't even going to go out and tow people no shit hey cuz it was the conditions were too bad yeah so which they, is terrifying yeah and uh 
and I, I believe you even got like some guff from like your agent and the casting. Well, no, director. The, the the casting director had put out a message to everybody that out of towners could self tape, uh, and she had sent that message out in the morning. But uh, my my agent isn't always the best. And he didn't get in contact with me until I was already through the worst of it and on the highway. Right. Uh, but he he was concerned for my safety on the road. And then the casting director, when I came in, she just was like, "Chris, you didn't drive down in this." It's like, "Yeah, yes, I did. I want these. I want this part with five lines, please." Yeah, exactly. And what were what were you auditioning for exactly? Uh, uh, the first one, ski this, bum Chris Cook. Yeah, the first one this week was uh, it's for a movie set in the '60s. Uh, in the Dakotas, and it's a, um, a Diane Lane and I it was just we were just talking about the, Kevin Costner. Yes, Diane Lane and Kevin Costner movie. Uh, I haven't heard anything about it. Probably won't because that's how it goes. Yep. And then this latest one is a, uh, I'm not sure any of the stars in it, but it's another American production. And this part would have been like for a trucker who uh, mm. also uh, uh, is involved in a rape scene, and then in a big shootout right which would be super cool yeah and you you connected with that rape scene most right oh yeah absolutely well it's a it's a failed rape scene so oh even better yeah it gets stopped by her friend comes and stops it so it's like it's you're part of telling a good story oh that's that's heartwarming yeah yeah very nice yeah very very nice Yeah, it had uh, one of the lines in that one is the the classic line of "die, bitch." <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, right before he gets killed. Well, I mean, great. Th- yeah, that's uh-huh. that's but good. But I made it down the highway, made it back safe and sound. Yeah. And now we're uh, yeah we're back up in the city. Yeah. But it's supposed to start getting warmer. It's supposed to get above freezing soon. Yes. Which is a a godsend. Thank the fuck Christ. Yeah. I can't stand it. Yeah, <laughs> I well, I had a a friend uh, who you know um, from my karaoke show in town, Jesse. Yeah, he just got back. Uh, he's also an actor. He was doing a gig in Hong Kong, and he said it was fucking awesome. But he came back, and the, I saw him the first day he was back, and he said, "What? We live in a northern outpost of <laughs> it's some weird fucking city. Like he's like everywhere else, places like even places that have winners are already." getting much better and have spring coming but we live in this goddamn yeah. northern isolated winter hellscape yeah like i I've, i vividly remember last year it was april and like it's like it didn't snow again mm-hmm. come april and that's unusual actually and, oh, and yeah. I, I was so thankful that it was like oh my god well, we're gonna got... have like six full months without snow then of course it snowed in september yeah. but but it, it was up to almost 30 degrees celsius in april last yeah year. yeah yeah i remember because it was on my birthday i went out for a long hike and it was just fucking beautiful out yeah yeah i remember reading um the book fargo rock city chuck Klosterman's first book and uh in it he talked about um growing up in um Fargo, North Dakota, and that in the winter, it would get to insane freezing temperatures like here, and then in the summer, get to insanely hot temperatures just like here. And and one of the comments, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was like, what sort of person would subject themselves to this? Who would choose to live with these vastly different temperatures like yeah, this? Yeah, 80-degree swings. Yeah. Well, uh, once... Fact we can uh, take solace in is as the 
Earth continues to warm, and as climate change takes hold, Canada is going to become more temperate. Yeah, and uh, like farm yields are going to go up. We're the one one of the countries like it's us in Russia that are going to yeah. benefit from. <laughs> oh yeah, from the world ending. Yeah, this is going to be beachfront property. <laughs> oh yeah, as the sea ri- sea levels rise a hundred feet. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, you know how we're we used to be isolated. You want in? Well too bad take it you can do you can jump off the off the rocky mountains straight into the ocean <laughs> yeah. that's funny uh-huh. um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna help you out but i saw this this dead look take over your eyes well you know i don't know um so i guess so uh you you, so you're auditioning for the movies. Um, why don't I use that as an opportunity to talk a little bit about the movies? Uh, we're just coming off of Oscar season. Yes, we are. And how uh, how often do you do you watch usually watch the Oscars every you year? You know, like I try to, especially if I have like a vested interest in something. And this year, I did not. Mm-hmm. The only movie I really kind of cared about was Black Klansman, which I'm happy that Spike Lee. One, I think, best adapted screenplay yes. for it. But um, the fact that Green Book, which I haven't seen it, and, no, I, I, and I never will. I have no interest in seeing it. It's a, it, it sounds it's a, awful. It's a, a movie about this amazing, like, he was like a gay blues singer who went on a trip to this, through the South in the 60s. And the movie is about the white guy that drove him. <laughs> exactly. Like, he's the main character. Like, uh, how do you say Mur- Mur- Ali, the... I, I don't know. How I to wish say I could name. knew how to say. It. He won the Oscar, so apparently he's great. But he, he was his character was the supporting. Supporting, character. yeah, he was best supporting actor. Yeah, I just yeah. have no interest in in seeing that movie. Yeah, no, me either. Especially since the last last time Spike Lee was nominated in Best Picture, Driving Miss Daisy beat him, and it's the exact same thing. Yeah, except it's a black driver. Yeah. who teaches the old racist white person to like him. Yeah. When it was driving Miss Daisy, was that for Malcolm X? Was that against, or was it, uh, or was it Do the Right Thing? Do the Right Thing. Okay. Both great movies. Absolutely. Um, I haven't really been watching any like narrative movies lately, but I have been watching a lot of documentaries. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you watch those fire documentaries? That I, came I out? watched the Netflix one. I yeah. didn't watch the the Hulu. You should seek out the Hulu one as well. It's a good companion mm-hmm. piece, what? and it's not the it's because it's doesn't have anything to do with the fuck Jerry guys, yeah. or at least the fuck Jerry guys didn't produce it. Definitely not, yeah. and, and they do not come off in a good light. And, and in fact, one of the uh, former guys that was with he's no longer with the company. Um, like at the end of the movie, the, no spoilers or whatever, but <laughs> he finds out that they were talk they've been talking shit about him, and he's just like. Well, fuck those guys. <laughs> but yeah, I was pretty like unaware of the whole fuck Jerry thing, and that now I despise them. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I don't know, like the, their whole thing, like they're like the uh, the fat Jew, you know, that mm-hmm. fucking asshole on social media, you yeah. know, just stealing people's content, like yeah. re- reposting those memes and jokes and shit like that. I have seen like fat the. Comedian, fat you, whatever is his He's not a is. comedian. Well, I'm sorry. He, yeah. But I saw him in a picture at like an Oscars party, like at the Vanity Fair party. Jeez. Oh, like someone being like, I'm here with fat you. I just, yeah. I just, the idea that anybody, that he's still relevant and. I, I think, I think people have caught up to him because at one point he did have like a deal with Comedy Central. Yeah. And then 
the backlash was pretty swift and harsh. Yeah, well, what is he going to make? Exactly. Like, this is a total, like, magic show, you know? Like, (laughs) you're going to realize this was all smoke and mirrors. I have nothing. I've stolen everything. Yeah, it's it's, it's, uh, another Mencia. At least Mencia actually performed, though. Fat Jew just post reposted memes. He's an influencer. Oh yeah, yeah. That whole thing, like, especially on the on the Hulu Fire documentary, like they they really go into like what the culture is of like being an influencer. It's fucking nuts. And- I if I can go my whole life and never hear, hear the word influencer used seriously, I will be so happy. I couldn't agree more. Like, there's this one great scene where it's like talking with so called. Influencers, sorry, and um, <laughs> they're asked like, "So, what does being an influencer like? What does it mean to you?" And like, they're all like, "You know, just like positivity." Oh my <laughs> like, god! They like can't come up with anything other than just like you know, brand positivity. <laughs> I wonder what the percentage of these like these influencers using it again are just like rich kids like kids that come from rich families and this is they are like trust fund kids who like got a camera and hopped on the social media and they're i because yeah because how the startup like being able to support yourself is absolutely incredible like the idea that people are making millions of dollars off that is kind of remarkable oh yeah like they're they're playing the system Like, Um, like like they've they've found loopholes through it and but of course as we see with the whole fire fiasco you know just heinous mm-hmm. do do whatever screw whoever you can like just in the the quest for real likes and for retweets and and likes and relikes yeah. yeah there was some <laughs> I, job, I didn't man. i didn't read into it more but apparently job ja rule is trying to plan an, another i saw that festival. i saw that too yeah how he has escaped from this without well any yeah. backlash <laughs> Yeah, um, or the fact that he could enter any more business, I if it's just opportunities and people be like, oh yeah, this seems like a good idea. Guy was already a joke. Like, th- th- I'll always think of that Chappelle bit, and they they sh- they actually show it in the documentary where it's like Chappelle's talking about like when nine eleven happened, and uh, he's watching MTV, and, so, and the, the, the VJ is like, we got Ja Rule on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> just like can somebody please find job ja rule help me make sense of this thing <laughs> i forgot about yeah that. it's just such a great bit and like and and it, but it perfectly encapsulates like what what, what is going on here mm-hmm. anyway so that that was a great one um and then last night i actually i only meant to watch the first part but i was i was compelled to continue but i watched the full um leaving neverland michael jackson documentary yeah. on hbo that was some of the hardest shit i've ever had to watch ever um you know i, I like a lot of michael jackson music and we've even talked mm-hmm. about it on on the program before about him but he's he's guilty yeah uh, it, it's 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 awful there's too many specifics there's too much it's just i not to bring everyone down yeah well and it's but it's also the craziest thing about it and it's i forget i i read this online this is not my original thought is like is this documentary it's ever and like your feelings are valid of it but it's like crazy that we need to watch it we all knew this is what no, was happening yeah. like it's but it's that's finally being like nope 
for real. It's not just rumors. It's not just like, yeah, it's weird. He's always hanging out with little kids and holding their hands and oh yeah, sleeping like, with them. Just seeing uh, like. There's one scene with one of the guys where he, like, pulls out a jewelry box and he describes, like, some, like, pseudo, like, wedding ceremony that they had in his bedroom. And he, like, tries to put, like, this, like, little, like, diamond-encrusted ring mm-hmm. on his finger, which, of course, doesn't fit his hand as an adult because it's not... meant, yeah, it was meant for a little boy. Because he's not 10 anymore. Ugh. Yeah, that's heartbreaking. Uh, so what's what's the... Uh... Ethically, what are we supposed to do with his music now? Well, here's the thing, and I've been thinking about this a lot since last night. Um, If we were to scrub all the music done by people that have done heinous things, and we can even, you know, zoom Mm -hmm. out to, like, art in general, you know, movies, Mm -hmm. television, whatever, you name it. If we do that, you know, pop culture is going to be in shambles, you know? Like... I wouldn't be able to listen to Aerosmith anymore, mm-hmm. you know, for what for what Steven Tyler did in the 70s, you know? You, you couldn't listen to David Bowie anymore. You couldn't listen to any classic rock exactly. band. You exactly. couldn't listen to Led Zeppelin. The list goes on and on and on and on, mm-hmm. you know? So at this point, I'm still going to, you know, I'll always love the Thriller video, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I can still jam it to, to bad, you know? But... Yeah, he's, he was. A bad, makes he, think, he, he was. He was a bad, bad, bad guy. And it makes you think. Maybe that's just. Maybe that's just what has to come out of this because he's been dead for like a decade. Yeah, it's maybe literally just a decade like now. is that awareness as you're listening to the music, like the awareness of what evil was happening. Yeah, it it, it casts a dark cloud over it, but um, you like, know, I'm 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 glad those guys are getting this the story out. You know, it's probably yeah. helped by the the whole Me Too movement and mm-hmm. everything. You know, yeah. so because. We gotta listen. There's, like you said, we still need music. And like, what am I supposed to not listening to Charles Manson music? And exactly, and fucking love it. Yeah, Charles Manson, one of the great songwriters of all time. It's funny, actually. Um, the Bronx have a uh, a B sides record coming out right away, and they mm. cover a fucking Charles Manson song on it. <laughs> Which I I love those guys. My absolute favorite modern rock band. But come on, lame, lame yeah. choice. Actually, um, and is it coming out the same time as uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? <laughs> I can't wait for that movie. Oh, actually, yeah. yeah. Oh, and you know what? That reminds me. R.I.P. to Luke Perry. He's he's yeah. he's in it, so it'll probably mm. be his last film role. Too bad. Guy was probably primed for like a big comeback. Mm-hmm. You know, being in that movie. But that movie looks fucking awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gobble. And I'm just. Uh, t- I'm a couple years removed from my real obsession with the, with the with the Manson murders. Yeah. But like the the the, the prosecutor, I forget his name, but his his book on the Manson murders is just incredible. Is that Helter Skelter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I I was unaware of like how like brutal and fucked up that whole situation was. Mm-hmm. Like with like them like b- blood on the walls, like, oh, like yeah. writing messages and. Because, like, for a while... Were, oh, go ahead. Because well, they were trying to frame bl- that it was black people. Right. Like, was, they were trying to institute a race war that would bring a re- about the end of the world. Yeah. And Manton and the, his followers were going to go underground to another place. I forget what this place underground. In the desert, there was a hole to another world underground that they were going to hang out while the race war happened and everybody killed each other. Then yeah. Manson was going to come back up with his followers and take over the world. 
Man, pedophilia, rape, murder, race riots. We've got it all on today's episode. It sounds like a perfect time to take a break and then get into 2012's Monster. Yeah, probably the worst crime of all. (laughs) With that, we'll be right back. Louder! You want some more? And we're back. You're such a jackass. Uh, there's uh, folks at home, just to let you know, Chris is, uh, he's being a bit of a goof. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm being a little bit of a scamp. Yeah, you could probably be best described as a scamp. Yeah, I just never come back from a break or start each recording in the same way, and I think it's good because it keeps us on our toes and keeps us present. It's like, um, you know, like like in a in a relationship, you know, like like a romantic one where you know you need to like spice things up, you know, yeah, keep it, keep it fun in the bedroom, and you just know? annoy each other and make the other person <laughs> really resent you. That's and... that's like our version of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who can who can keep like needling each other, you know, and just really annoy the living shit out of the other person exactly speaking of annoying the living shit out of somebody we're talking about 2012's monster by the band kiss you wanted the best you got monster this this was truly a slog a a slog um yeah sorry compounded by the fact that this album is 12 songs 13 with the bonus track. Yeah, I didn't listen to that. Yeah, that was on iTunes. So I oh, got, was it? I got the bonus oh, track. Oh, it's not It's not on uh, Spotify. Oh. Uh, here, I'll give you my notes. We don't need to listen to anything <laughs> about it. Right here, right now is what it's called. Bonus bonus track. Oh, great. More shit. <laughs> you said it all. Yeah. I mean, you don't even need like 140 characters, you know? Uh, that actually reminds me of uh, one of the great jokes in... Uh, this is Spinal Tap. Where it's like, mm. And of course, your album, uh, Shark Sandwich, the review simply says, uh, shit sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not real. They can't print that. Uh, well, anyway, uh, we might as well uh, get through and this. I think, well, you, you said it when we were testing levels on yeah. the bot. Just start the first song. This is probably... This is the only song that is like halfway decent. Spoiler alert for how we're going to talk about this album. It's a perfectly fine album opener, and if anything, it's probably better than anything on Sonic Boom. I yep. don't know. Yeah, like it's. I happen to actually like like the production on this album too. Um, it's just so samey, like constantly. But you know, Paul sounds good here. Yeah, I, I didn't write anything about this song because it was just fine. Yeah. He does at one point yell out, "Let me hear ya!" <laughs> So it's nice that he like incorporated that into like an actual like canon like song. Yeah. 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 You know. Apparently the original title for this was called Tell Her Hallelujah. Oh, well, that's interesting, right? Well, uh, they made the right choice in Yeah, this is this isn't terrible. This song. I bet it's it's fine. I bet this excited people uh, when this came out, that people were excited yeah. for this album. Yeah. like and After they heard this song. As I mentioned, like, I do actually like the production on the album for the most part. Like, it's it's way heavier than Sonic Boom. Um, they recorded it in analog, and I really, I really respect and appreciate that. I, I have a quote about that. Uh, oh, this please. is not my Chris, 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 quote. Chris, quote kiss quote um Uh but it was a really great quote that i really liked so i'm just gonna read it 
Technology is a seductive bitch. She will seduce you. You press this button, you don't have to do anything. But analog is the love of your life. You can push real hard and it always gives back. For the new album, the actual recording process was 24 track tape on an old Trident board. And as many tubes as possible. You need tubes. Electricity and thick wood make that thick sound. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and that's... Okay. So yeah, I but like uh, it's disgusting that it is. It makes it does make the album sound better. Well, yeah, and it's that's why it's really such a shame that they like took the time and effort to make an analog recording for this. You know, mm-hmm. like because other than that, like things go like way downhill. Like I mean, I guess Wall of Sound right after it's like okay. I- I like how the, the, heavy this song is. And the, the riff is good. It's like the one-two punch of these is like, oh, okay. But, but the then... The lyrics are just garbage. <laughs> Shut up. Um, and interestingly, about, about the lyrics, regarding the lyrics, um, this might be, in terms of albums that we've talked about, this might be like the least sex-driven album of of any of the yep. albums there's really only a couple um eat your heart out and take mm-hmm. me down below i think that are like about sex um the rest are i don't know and and if and and, and here's the, here's the real irony about that it's so much less interesting <laughs> <laughs> like we've been complaining about their awful childish obsession sex, yeah it's sexist chauvinistic lyrics and then and then they put out just this dumb as rocks album and you know i this might be the first album that there isn't like a problematic lyric in it well let's not get well or at least i didn't i wasn't going out looking for it yeah nothing i couldn't help but but Um, notice on on a oh is there one you want to talk well if we're going just down the line freak oh boy just go to go to 30 seconds start at 30 seconds I will say one thing Hard to argue with the message But I actually have something to say about that Um, So we just heard the lyric And I was listening to it And I realized it made no fucking sense At all, okay So the lyric is If they ask me, I say yeah I'm a freak So what is this person asking? Are Are, Are you a freak? Should it be or, you're a freak? I'd be like, yeah, I'm a freak. And like, imagine they ask a question: Is what's wrong with you? Yeah, I'm a freak. Yeah, when they <laughs> like, what is the question here? And like, like, are you some kind of freak? And like, and may, no correct sense. me if I'm wrong, but the lion's share of Kiss fans aren't are just like normal. Dudes, they aren't like it's not a huge. Well, we're talking about the Kiss Army here. To- I mean, totally, these... but I, if I'm thinking of fans, like I'm not thinking of like people always walking around in platform shoes, no, and, no. like goth makeup and no, definitely not. Like they're blue jeans wearing people. 
yeah, talking about like goth makeup, you got Kiss fans probably beat up goth exactly, back, back which in the is day. why this song just seems so weird and disingenuous. Yeah, I guess if we're if we're still going down the line, you know, back to the Stone oh Age. Oh my God! You know what? I would like the, it. I would love it if you went back to the Stone Age, uh, actually, where you belong. The first twenty seconds, I don't mind. Oh, like this part. Like that, leading yeah. into it, yeah. whatever. But then, then, but then, the demon has to open his mouth. He um, he sounds like total shit on this album. Yeah. Here, just hit pause. So these are the beginning lyrics of this song. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, there was darkness and there was light. At the dawn of creation, there was fear in the dead of night. There was thunder. There was rain. The whole wild world is driving me insane. <laughs> I mean, again, like we've been like I've been like asking for like more like rock centric songs, and then we get them, and I'm just like, oh yeah, can you talk about pussy again? <laughs> <laughs> um, here's just like a tiny little clip. This is quick, but I just want. I here we go. I like it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you know, if you really just want to like get, like get the chills, you know, like douche chills running down your spine. Yeah. Um. Well, I I might push back a little bit on the Gene sounding terrible. I, I don't think it sounds good on and most songs. Okay. Um. Eat your heart out. I thought he didn't sound terrible on this. Is, and of course, we got the harmonies at the beginning here. Yeah. And this is the only song he has soul writing credit on. Oh. And if anything, this is probably the one song on the album that, like, differentiates itself from the other songs. I said this like, song. With the, with, with the cowbell. This is, the, like, the one song it sounds like they're having fun doing. And it, it stands out, actually, from, like, the other stuff. But so many songs just sound, like, they just blur together to me, you know? Like... This is the one you said he sounds. Oh, I see. You were doing, you were having a little fun with me on that. No, I think he sounds good. Dude, I actually have like, written it here in my notes. Gene's vocal style is just so bad. I know. Okay, I will agree with that. The, like the style he's singing makes zero sense. Yeah, that's enough of this. Like, it's it's not good. Um, I do have one little fun thing in this song. It's just something I noticed. I don't think most people would pick up on it, but I couldn't help it. Are you familiar with the song Bad Medicine? Yes. By Bon Jovi? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Your love is like bad medicine. Yeah. I don't know. So they're ripping off a song that came out from a different band 25 years ago? Yeah. it's It only happens just that one time, but it's, it's a... Yeah. You know? I guess that takes us back to on uh, Sonic Boom, them ripping off uh, Nothing But A Good Time. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what, another one I uh, that I did... So this is the other sex one. It's got some of the... Like I was I almost took thankful, like, oh, finally some clumsy sex metaphors. 
you know, when <laughs> apparently, like, Gene's penis is a submarine. Well, it's also been a, a, a fire log, hasn't it been before? It's been a rocket. But yeah, it's, it's, it's some weird, this is like some weird like, metaphor for, I think, going down on someone. What do you mean? <laughs> Isn't that the weirdest, like, clunkiest mm-hmm. metaphor? I mean, it's not as clunky as, like, I want to put my log in your fireplace. Oh, right. That was, that was the one. Um, oh, yeah. And, and then there's... Um, th- th- that, by the way, is the only song on the album where Paul and Gene, like, trade uh, verses. Mm-hmm. Uh, during one of uh, Paul's uh, verses, he uh, says, uh, you better not... She said... you." I don't I don't have it written down exactly, but it's like you better move because I'm already wet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So even yeah, on this Do we want more sex? No. If that's what we're gonna <laughs> do. Yeah, I know. But it's really just on that song, you know, and e- eat your heart out at some point that's like yeah, it's yeah, I'm gonna eat your heart yeah. out. It's like okay. Uh, uh yeah. I will say uh, song oh. nine, terrible song, Uh-oh. out of this world. I think Tommy sounds good. And you stuck up for Tommy on Sonic Boom too, you, you maniac. This, I find this one to be offensive. Oh yeah, it's awful because it's clearly taking off on the spaceman gimmick. I'll take you out of this world. Oh yeah, for sure. Which again is an insult to every Kiss fan with with an IQ over forty, you know that, you know, Ace Frehley is the spaceman. Oh yeah, all I'd say Not- about this song, like I okay, I won't say he sounds great. He sounds fine. It's com- I'm glad that it's competent bar rock. Like it's, I'm it's- I'm glad that <laughs> Tommy yeah. Thayer adopted the same policy of using garbage lyrics. Right. Like this is just this chorus is just garbage. Oh yeah. This is like a Brian Adams chorus. You're being too generous. Yeah. Brian Adams writes way better choruses than this. Yeah. Just awful. Yeah. And then it, <laughs> yeah. And then um, the next song. And then yeah. And then of course awful. we. I, everyone wanted it. We we got to get Eric Singer singing a song. And just like just a bluesy little number, you know, just like fuck you. Yeah, and this all this this all this makes me angry is being like, you're not Peter Chris. Don't do this. Look, yeah. What the fuck are you doing, Eric? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, you're not Peter Chris. You're not Eric Carr. All yeah. right. Yeah. He's like and, a he's like a known asshole too. Hey, yeah. like. And you know what's crazy is if. We hadn't heard any other drummers from Kiss. If you heard this, it's like, oh, this is the drummer. This is like, you would be like, oh, this is not bad singing. But this, the scale of quality of the singing of drummers in Kiss, like this is, yeah. My question on this one was, what is this sound? What, what is happening? 
it it it's it rings so hollow, so disingenuous, you know. Which I guess in reality, that's just classic Kiss shining through, you know. Like, just like we don't actually care about this, you know. It's just like we care about each and every one of you. Yeah, it's all for the love of rock and roll. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, so much of this album just sounded like forgettable rock from the mid two thousands. Yeah, like, just... like like long way down, just boring, generic. That sounded heavy like Nickelback rock. to me. Yeah, totally. Um, the Devil Is Me, again, Gene sounds friggin' horrible on this. I'm just gonna take it to a random spot. And... <laughs> no! Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's what you're getting when you get this. What is probably gonna end up being Kiss's final album. I mean, Gene has gone on record saying, like, you know, like, if people aren't buying albums, what's the point in putting out albums? You know, spoken like a true artist. Yeah. You know, um, but then, of course, with, like, this um, final tour going on, you know, they'll have nothing. Mm-hmm. To, like, what, what are they going to do? Put out a record, then not tour? They probably would, actually. Yeah. Well, that's what gets me about this record is that even... Older records that weren't as good, at least they were mercifully 30 minutes long. This, yeah. with the bonus track, this album is 48 minutes long. Yeah, like, thank God I didn't listen to the bonus track. Because I actually, I was actually shocked to look at the at the running time. Because I would have sworn that it was pushing an hour. Like, the fact that it's 44 minutes without the bonus track. Mm-hmm. 44 minutes is actually kind of in my sweet spot for mm-hmm. for a good album. And yet this feels like like time is like sinking into itself, like yeah. like listening to it. Whereas it's just like, when is this going to end? These songs all sound the same. There's, I, I, I don't know. Like Shout Mercy, like my notes are just not, I wrote nothing special. <laughs> I, mine was Ugg. That was my, all I wrote for Shout Mercy. So, so you managed to write even less i didn't even write anything for last chance it's the only thing <laughs> mine was why is this album still playing <laughs> like, I, I i wanted a last chance like four songs ago <laughs> last chance to shoot myself in the head yeah yeah exactly oh uh, this okay so here's the question yeah is this better or worse than sonic boom because they're the direct they're the, the brother they're the sister albums you know, I should have listened to Sonic Boom again. I just do you not really remember it. Yeah, I think I think I would have to listen to it. It's it's again. terrible in its own way, but it's far more fun in its shittiness. Mm-hmm. Um, it it actually has a couple songs that stand out. Like maybe because of the freshness of this one, I would say that this. I think this one is worse, but I, I don't think I could say confidently without yeah. revisiting, I, I which think, I have no plans on doing. I think it, I think it speaks volumes. The fact that I think the production is really pretty good, and is, I think this is exponentially worse than Sonic Boom. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what about this versus Psycho Circus? I, I think it. It's also like. Psycho Circus is so nuts. Like it, it, Psycho Circus at least is swinging for the fences yeah. a couple times like that that sorry, that horrible Peter Chris ballad on it. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a that's a wild scene, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I think cuz this it, yeah, it's like you said, at least they're trying. 
something and they're going for it. This album is just, it's so bland. Bland, exactly. Yeah, it's just forgettable. Like nothing sticks out on it. You know, if they could have somehow, you know, like as I say, Hell or Hallelujah, that's a good opening track. Perfectly fine for a band 40 years into their career, you mm-hmm. know. Like okay, sound good, and then there's just nothing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't really have much more to say. Oh, I okay. I do have a bit of an anecdote about Monster, and I guess it really does go to show that maybe the joke's on me. Um. So w- when Sonic Boom came out, I was pretty into it, obviously in an ironic way. So then found out Monster was coming out. Well, it just so happened that my buddy. Um, who was also ironically into Sonic Boom. It was either his birthday or Christmas coming up. I forget. So I bought Monster on vinyl and gave brand new, you know, so I probably paid like $30 Mm -hmm. for it and gave it to him for as a gift. So I've paid Mm -hmm. for Monster on vinyl. (laughs) Wow. I wonder how many actually like, of course, they probably sold a shitload of those on vinyl. Just yeah. for completed. The album, the album debuted at number three on the Billboard 200. Because, mm-hmm. but the people don't, you know, even in 2012, people weren't really buying albums. Yeah, at Kiss that fans time. were. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why that's why they made that deal with Walmart for Sonic Boom mm-hmm. in 2009. Even by that time, you know, uh, physical album sales had plummeted. But if there's like an end cap, you know, like as you're like checking out at Walmart and you see you know, a little display for a Kiss album and, you know, comes with a bonus CD of all their re-recorded greatest hits mm-hmm. for, you know, 10 bucks. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I had that on my wall. <laughs> I, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Are Kiss fans, um, you know, the same as, like, country fans in general? <laughs> you know? Because country still... People still buy physical country CDs. Yeah. It's, like, one of the only genres that... Mm-hmm. And the songwriting's about on par with yeah. most country acts. Yeah. Yeah. Modern country's a wild scene, Oof. man. Oof. Yeah. I got I got trapped at a a job a couple of years ago now, and someone had um a boombox on on site and it was connected to uh, Sirius, but it was on the like modern country station. So it was playing like Florida Georgia line. Oh yes. And I could swear they had a 15 song rotation that just rotated. Like I, so bad. I I learned those songs intimately that summer. Like it was, it was brutal. Mm -hmm. It was like, this is what's going on. Well, and it's insane. It's like a parody of itself. Oh, they're just, it's folded into itself several it's times just over. In, it's insane, and it's that I and I know so many people that love country, yeah. and it, I just don't, can't don't talk music with them. But what what I don't have a fucking leg to stand on. We have a podcast about Kiss, and I don't even like Kiss. Yeah, no, I well, we're at least we're at least peering from the outside, you know. Mm-hmm. Like we're not we're not insiders. We're not a part of the. Uh, the Kiss Army, or maybe we are. Well, so let's. I uh, think I think we've said what we need to say about yeah, Monster. Yeah, and on that note of the Kiss yeah. Army, what's your status, my friend? This has made it so blazingly clear that you know, like I've you know, whatever 
aspirations I would have had to put on that uniform. Well, I've gone and, you know, dug a six foot grave and buried it. Yeah. It's it's fucking over. What about you, man? This album makes me want to join the other side. <laughs> I don't know who this the Kiss al- Army's fighting, but I'm fight I'm joining them. This album made me want to join ISIS. Okay? <laughs> Obviously the natural enemy of the Kiss Army is ISIS. ISIS. Well, look, the U.S. military hasn't been able to do anything about it. Let's get Maybe the Kiss Army on the It's time to on employ. The exactly. They're over 40 years and running. Well, good to know. Yeah, and yikes. Just yikes. Um, so that's our, that's our review on Monster. Oh, did we want to read that nonsense thing about meat and potatoes about please, the album? Please do. Okay, yeah, it's, yeah. Another, it's another short quote about it. And I don't really know the context but anyways this is gene meat and potatoes you know it's going to be like santa claus up and down everybody gets used to this and that things change and fashion changes but it's good to know that santa comes and he's not going to change his outfit and you know what you're going to get gifts consistency of message like i'm sorry gene but your symbolism there fell off a cliff yeah Oh, what are you? And that's ta- a good. That's, what are you talking about? Uh, I think that's that's a good note to be done talking about this album forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> wow. That's I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't don't do this very often, but ah. I am I am deleting this off of my phone, never, and deleting it from my library. Goodbye. Yeah, the Kiss classic. Monster. The classic. Delete it off the phone. I'm doing the same. Yeah. Oh. That was a good tradition that we started when the, that was the episode with uh, Steve, wasn't it? Or was it with John? John, yeah. No, yeah, it was John. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, oh. Speaking of John, um, now that we mention it, um, all right, they have a show coming up. Don't, yes, don't they, they do. Um, of course, uh, John's band, uh, Amateur Maps. They've got a show April 18th at The Crossing. That's in Red Deer, Alberta. They're going to be playing with uh, Underside Pattern and uh, Ace of Wands, a band from Toronto. And just wanted to give them a shout out. And they they deserve, if you're if you're around there, go check them out. They're a great band. Uh, anyways, any who's-its and what's-its galore? Um, I believe, uh, even though you just gave us a pretty choice quote, um, I... I'm hoping that you're not just going to be calling this quote from like a Yelp review or something <laughs> like that, and that it's actually it's with some sort of substance, because we know there are millions of quotes out there. So please, show us the goods. This is the Chris Kiss quote. I'm a great believer in not overthinking lyrics. You might become technically better as a songwriter, but you lose what originally made your songs great. Paul Stanley. <laughs> Uh huh. Do you want to read that one again? Yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm a great believer in not overthinking lyrics. You <laughs> oh, might <shit>. become <laughs> technically better as a songwriter, but you lose what originally made your songs great. What the fuck? <laughs> like, I I get what he's saying. He's just saying it in such like, a du- stay it's such, true to yourself. He's saying but... it in such a dumb way. You know, like sometimes the initial thought is the best thought, and don't overthink it. Yeah. You know, like sometimes you get you get it up in your head, and and you can ruin it. But the way he said it, it's just, oh, God. It's, just... it's like the way he says it, it's almost as if as you get better at writing songs, your songs get worse. <laughs> exactly. Like, 
yeah, like you didn't stick the landing on like, that one. Like what a Paul. what a great way to talk about like mastery of something. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Ten thousand hours and I'm worse than when I started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be great to like like you know, those like master class things that you can like get online? Mm-hmm. Paul Stanley Masterclass, you know? But I'd want it I'd want it to for it to be his um his paintings. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Paint like Paul Stanley. They should call him Paint Stanley. This is another picture of me. <laughs> Can you imagine if he like took I'm up show you how to take a, I'm going to show you how to paint a picture of Paul Stanley. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's actually just him like doing his makeup in the mirror. Yeah. Never thought you'd see the Star Child again, huh? <laughs> oh no! And he's and he's just talking to the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> That's his master class. Yeah. That's just going on in the Hollywood Hills right now. I'd really like to see it, actually. Yeah, it sounds fun. Speaking of our man, Paul, it's time for the people. Let me get this off my chest. Tribute, the best of Paul Stanley's onstage banter. Here we go. Stockholm? <laughs> Stockholm. Stockholm! Oh, my God. <laughs> Stockholm mm-hmm. specific. Good for him. So, <laughs> I love I, Glug. It sounded like that was like cut in afterwards, or like he had somebody saying it <laughs> off stage. I love Glug. I don't think Paul drinks. No, he he enjoys red wine from time to okay. time. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. So, I I I always go. I've I've listened to this compilation a million times, but um, I always you know, try to find the best track. And I, I, I played this today, getting, getting ready for the show. And all I heard was him going, Stop! And I just turned it off. I was like, this one will be, will be good. I don't even know what it is. Oh, I just know man. it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, great. Yeah, great segment. Lots of fun. Um, so, uh, of course, the, this podcast is going to roll on. And that means we got to review some more goddamn kiss. Mm-hmm. This is your kiss my assignment. I figured this one was so tough. Like I dreaded listening to it. <laughs> and it's like, it's probably part of the reason why it took us so long to get into I think, a recording. I think too. so. Yeah, I think so. Like, there, there was definitely a bit of procrastination going on. Um, so as a gift to that, we're going back to the seventies and we're going to, do uh rock and roll over yeah yeah yep it, it's time yeah you know we endured the phantom of the park which was a lot of fun yes um but then there was this um we'll do rock and roll over 
get ready for a shitstorm after that, though. <laughs> but, well, I'm not going to think but, about afterwards. Yeah, I'm only going to think just, what what foot is in front of me, and that is rock and roll all over. Rock and roll over. Rock and roll over. Sorry. Yeah, no. Already screwed it up. Yeah, that's fine. Who cares? Um, because we don't want to be totally negative, and Lord knows this was a negative episode. Um, I still had fun. Yep. You know, so thank you, Monster. Um, I'd rather be listening to R.E.M.'s Monster, if you know what I mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, Kiss. Sorry, Kiss Army. Sorry. Uh, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Oof, it's getting late at night. We're getting a little punch drunk here. Um, we like to give out some recommendations, uh, something to uh, stay positive with. Uh, this week, uh, I'm going to continue down on my uh, doc talk that I was doing earlier, and there is a new um, eight-part series that just got released on Netflix. It's a ser- series called Losers, mm-hmm. and it's all about um, kind of star athletes that never quite made it to the mm-hmm. top. And it, I, I watched many, many fascinating uh, stories. I, I, I watched the whole series like in, in two days. In fact, there's one really interesting one where it's all about um, the curling scene in the 80s in Canada. Mm. And um, Alberta is one of, one of the teams against like Northern Ontario and just is fascinating. It is mm-hmm. great. Um, but then there's one on John Vandeveld's um, Masters uh, Collapse. Uh, there's one about uh, this um, uh, like ultra marathon that goes on in um, Morocco, like in, in the desert. And a guy got lost for nine days. Jesus and, Christ. And, and like, you don't even want to know what he did to survive. Um, so just some amazing stories and they're all only like a half an hour long. So very digestible. Um, highly recommended. Great. Check out losers. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to stay on doc talk and this is like a very easy, easy recommend, but I just saw a free solo, the documentary that just won the Oscar for documentary. Ah, good Oscar uh, feature. And it was, uh, I, I've never felt that tense watching a documentary before. It's just the the physical requirements of what he does. It's it's all about free soloing is climbing without a rope. And so it's all by himself. Oh, and he's filming it like all his friends are with him filming it. And it's just like it's yeah, it's it's great. I mean, that sounds amazing. I don't know if I could watch it. Like I've mm. I've over the years kind of developed a bit of a, a fear of heights. So that sounds yeah. like like very uncomfortable. I, I took solace in it and there's like no spoilers. He, he makes it so okay. like that's still like did you ever watch man on wire uh no no i didn't see it then that's about that the the french um the world trade center oh nearly nearly gave me a panic attack watching it and knowing that he survives because he's in the documentary but mm-hmm. just knowing like he's just walking on a tight rope uh jeez. <laughs> yeah yeah like I felt like I was at the uh, the stratosphere in uh, in Vegas, and I was on the very top floor, and he, and even knowing I was like surrounded by glasses, still mm. just like, ooh, <laughs> 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 but you got to conquer your fears. Anyway, that was our our recommends. Uh, before we get out of here, um, you got anything to plug? Uh no, no, nothing, nothing right now. Nothing uh, right now? go see uh, Cold Pursuit still in theaters. Hell yeah, 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 a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, we talked about it. I loved it. <laughs> I had so much fun. Yeah, 
might be the movie of the year. Um, of course, uh, just a reminder, um, subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave a review or a star rating, all of it. That would really would help us out. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Detroit, Detroit Talk City. <laughs> well, right. It's time to get out of here. <laughs> DetroitTalkCityPod at gmail.com. Oh, no. Our Facebook group, you can find us at Detroit Talk City, and you can reach us on our email at DetroitTalkCity at gmail.com. DetroitTalkCityPod at gmail.com. Oh, my. See, this is why I don't do that. Exactly. Um, Anything else? I think it's time for us to wrap up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Remember, it don't mean spit to us. That's a Fox and Crocs production.